0: Welcome listeners to Short Story Saturday on A Writer's Life. I'm your host, Heige Bohm, the author of the novel Secrets in the Shadows. Short Story Saturday is a weekly podcast where you get to hear stories from writers around the world on A Writer's Life. I love being read to. I'm recording on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Squamish Nation. Welcome, listeners, to Short Story Saturday on A Writer's Life. Today, I'm delighted to be in conversation with Isabella Mori on Short Story Saturday. Isabella lives in Richmond, British Columbia, and is the author of two books of and about poetry, including A Bag Full of Haiku, 87 Imperfections. Isabella writes poetry, short fiction novels, and nonfiction. Publications have been in places such as the Anthologies, Sign of Life, and the Group of Seven, Reimagined. Isabella is the founder of Mural's Journey Poetry Prize which celebrates loud, edgy, socially engaged poetry and is a regular contributor to and occasional editor of Family Connections, a newsletter for families and supporters of people with mental health and substance use challenges. Currently, Isabella is finishing a book that combines short stories and poetry with interviews and research on mental health and addiction. Welcome, Isabella. Hello. Do you remember your first day of school? And if so, what was that like?
1: Oh, my God. That is many, many thousand years ago. (laughs) And I grew up in Germany. And in Germany, we children, when they have their very first day of school, they have something called a Schultüte. It's a huge conical bag full of candy and writing stuff and just just neat things. What I remember is standing in front of a monument with this huge huge schultüte and my aunt taking a picture of me. So that's my first memory.
0: And the title of your short story is? Paintings.
1: Today she is 59, lunch break, no meetings planned for once. Idly surfing, Ramona clicks on a group of seven painting. Arthur Lismar's Georgian Bay, Spring. Those grand lines of water, mountains, trees. The first time it happened, she had just turned 17. A bundle of energy, angst, indestructibility, and confusion. Somehow she had ended up in the art museum, and there she was, glued to Yevlensky's The Hills. The broad, generous lines of the white empty hills in orange, green and yellow, the nodding trees, the vigorous black brush strokes around all contours just wouldn't let her go. She had always been a fan of expressionist and early abstract art, always. Thanks to her artist parents, all her 17 years had been doused in classical music, art, philosophy, literature. Refusing to finish high school, She tried to get away from all that refinement, but how could she if this painting trapped her, made her skip down those sun-drenched hills, all the way from the top, away from the church towers, down, down, down to that delicious, cool cave shade? Eventually, she did tear herself away. Decades later still, it seemed she could still hear the sound of paint ripped off, leaving ugly little white holes somewhere on the canvas. She defied her parents' expectations and became a printing press operator. With her eye for proportion and color, and despite the fact she was a woman, yes, the despite was still there, it did not take long for her to become production manager. The second time, 23 years later, and the owner of a successful small printing press, Ramona decided to move her company to Vancouver and somehow who knows how these things happen? She found herself in the Museum of Anthropology, surrounded, literally surrounded, by the work of Jack Shadpold. She sat in the middle of the room on one of the artfully arranged seat pods and 360 degrees around her hung Shadpold paintings, one, two, three, 19 of them. The deliciousness of the colors and shapes was almost painful, almost not painful enough to chase her out of that grove of mouth-watering greens and swooping daring lines rushing at her like the first taste of cold beer on a hot summer day she wanted to lick the yellow background off black and yellow calligraphy number 4 taste the licorice of those black hieroglyphs still in the end she could not help but run run away from the torturous intensity of all that beauty and today here she is, those grand lines of water, mountains, trees. She does not even turn the computer off or take her coat. She grabs her car keys, rushes past her assistants, runs down the stairs. Elevators are small and tight. No expressionist ever painted them. Across the sprawling, spankly, a sparkling marble-floored entrance of the empire she has built, throws herself into her BMW and speeds off leaves it all behind. Barely, just barely, she makes the two o'clock ferry. She walks out onto the deck, shivering under the February clouds. The white glint of the seagulls circling the ship, the wide pale blue sea, and the silver gray horizon painted miles ahead. What a delight comes over her as her dry eyes drink it all in. She can almost feel the brush in her hand, sense the tug of the canvas waiting for her touch.
0: For more information on Isabella, check the links below. And while you're at it, why not subscribe to A Writer's Life? And if you want more information about myself and my novel Secrets in the Shadows, visit my website at www.heigeboom.ca. For a kinder world, take care of each other.